Good morning, Anchor Nation. This is Southeast Third coming at you again for another episode of Don't Get Me Wrong, Part Do. I am your host, Aaron Rollins. Let's jump right into it. So I've been listening to uh, JP's What. If you haven't listened to his podcast and you're listening to me, you are missing out. I don't know what you're doing wrong, but you need to fix it. Go give him a listen. Go give him a follow on Anchor JP's What. John Pimento, man, he's got some gold, all right? And then he's not always on the mark, but he's got some gold out there, okay? He gets tongue-tied and tries to speak too fast, and he trips over his words. And sometimes he's just, you know, angry about petty shit. But the majority of the time, he's got some comedy gold in there. And you got to dig through and find it, but I guarantee you, you will not regret it. You'll waste, I don't know, 15 minutes of your day listening to his shit. That's not very much when you think about it, so... Give him a follow. Let's talk about what he published recently. JP was talking about a movie theater idea, the most aggressive and potentially violent movie theater idea you may have ever heard. He's talking about holding customers to a behavioral and cultural standard. If you come in with clothes baggy and hanging off of you, you come in loud and obnoxious, pushing people around, making outrageous demands, if you come in pitching a fit about prices and not having enough butter on your popcorn, you're getting brass knuckles to the head. <laughs> you're getting a slap so hard to your face, you're going into rigor mortis. <laughs> so John was literally talking about slapping customers so hard that he kills them instantly. <laughs> now let's, let's throttle back on some of that and talk about a real application of this idea because I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. From somebody that was a, a low-level manager for a movie theater for, for, for about a year and a half, um, we saw all kinds of outlandish behavior. <laughs> um, I appreciated people showing up in costumes. That was cool. I did not appreciate old-ass bitches running around, hollering, and stinking up the bathroom with their nasty bodily functions. You think men are bad? Bro, you haven't cleaned up a woman's restroom in a public place. When you do that, then we can talk. <laughs> I have. Uh, my brother will, will never fail to mention the time that this old bitch came up to me and said, I never saw a janitor in a $300 suit. I was like, it was actually $500, but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> because I was sweeping up the floors and I was wearing my suit and tie, which was the apparel of low-level managers at that time. That company has since changed hands, and then nobody does that shit anymore. So, But that would be something that I would implement under John's leadership if he were to hire me to work at his movie theater. I would implement a dress code, not just for employees, but for customers. Just like John said, if you come in wearing a unicorn onesie, you're getting that horn snapped off and shoved up your ass. And then we're going to shove you out the door and give you a free comp ticket to come back again once you learn some manners. When he said that, I was like, that is incredibly on point. That's exactly the type of marketing structure you need. <laughs> Enforce the rules, but grant mercy to people that violate them and allow them to come back. Because we want your money. We want you to come back and enjoy a movie here. But you're going to act right. <laughs> you're always going to act right. And if you don't act right, you're going to get some discipline shoved out the door with a free ticket to come back again. <laughs> Your kids don't act right. Guess what? They're going in the back and washing dishes and sweeping floors and carrying out the trash. It ain't hard labor. It's just like you would do at home when you ground them. All right? You ain't leaving your house. You're not leaving your room. You're going to go clean the floors and wash the dishes and take the trash out and cut the, cut the leaves and, excuse me, rake the leaves and cut the grass. 
That's exactly the same tactic, except, you know, you're in a public place now. You best be on your best behavior. Otherwise, JP's uh, establishment, try your luck. That's what we'll call it. We'll call it try your luck. The try your luck movie theater where you come <laughs> for the environment and atmosphere and you try to be on your best behavior. And if you're lucky, you get through the movie with peace, quiet and enjoyable atmosphere and experience and you go home. Nobody's crying. Nobody's pitching a fit. Nobody's throwing their food on the floor, making a mess. People aren't sucking on pickles and throwing half of it in, in, in their seat when they get up. You know? <laughs> uh, ask me about that and I'll tell you about Magic Mike. Yeah, that movie. That was disgusting. So you, back to John's idea that you open up this, this establishment and you, you know, you'll get all this controversy and John will match that. John will match that controversy with common sense. You don't come here to, to just see a movie. You come here for the experience. You come here to be in a quiet, calm, collected, excuse me, environment that allows you to watch a movie in peace. No cell phones. You bring your cell phone in, it's immediately deactivated. Some sort of technology that turns off your signal, turns off your recording device. You can't take no pictures. You can't take no video. You can't send a text. Nobody can call you. <laughs> that may sound like a trap, and it may sound dangerous to you, but you sign up for that. They put the website out there, and that's the only way you can buy the tickets is through the website. They put on the website, the front page, before you even try to pick a movie, read this disclaimer before purchasing a ticket in its entirety. Skip this disclaimer at your own risk. <laughs> and you'll know people that didn't read the disclaimer because it's going to have all the rules listed. No baggy or sagging clothes. No outlandish jewelry that distracts from the viewing experience. No cell phones on or activated by any means. You will notify whoever you need to notify that you will not be available for the next two hours. If it's an emergency within two hours, you're either a medical professional or a cop, and you can go watch your movie somewhere else because you obviously are needed. <laughs> you don't come to this theater if you have obligations on that day. You pick a day that you are not working, a day that you're not on call, a day where no matter what the emergency is, you're not going to respond because let's be honest, nobody fucking does that, right? Nobody goes their entire life without ever responding to, or excuse me, nobody goes their entire life by responding to every single emergency that's ever happened. I mean, sometimes you just turn your phone off. Sometimes you put it on silent. <laughs> you don't hear that bitch ring at all. I, I, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> so, but John's got a golden idea there. And I think with the right investors, you got, you got, a, you got a winning ticket, man. <laughs> you just put the, put the notice up front before they even buy their ticket. You can put it out on the commercial. My name's JP. And I've... I am the uh, CEO and operator of Try Your Luck Theater. Here at Try Your Luck Theater, we invite you to come try your luck and enjoy an enjoyable movie experience. There will be no distractions of any kind. We guarantee it. Gabriel, uh, Shane, and Daniel, our enforcers, will make sure there are no violations. And if there are, they will respond accordingly. And Aaron... <laughs> Aaron, our policy enforcer, will grant you every comp you ever desire, or some shit like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here. 
But <laughs> so John, you know, he gets the camera up on his face, and you see him in his fucking Mario mustache, and he's grinning, smiling, waving at the camera, talking about how he's going to slap you and put you in a rigor mortis if you act wrong. But he'll give you a comp ticket to your family if you do actually die. <laughs> he'll give he'll give a comp ticket, a comp package to everybody. The whole movie theater is yours because I had to kill your relative because he was acting stupid. But you can come and watch the theater by yourself for that one time and one time only. <laughs> no seats will be filled but yours. Come on down. And that's why they call it try your luck because <laughs> we don't know if you're going to act stupid. But we guarantee you what we'll do if you do act stupid. <laughs> all of this, all of this was brought on by the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out. And he said, God help you if you come out of that movie theater talking about the movie while I roll up. Because I'm going to brass knuckle your face. <laughs> you know? And I think, uh, there, I think there's a niche for that. You know, this isn't going to be like some sort of international movement for movie theaters. Like, John's idea is not going to spread across the globe, but it will definitely find a niche in some of these larger populated areas. It's just that, the same idea as Dick's Last Resort. You go into Dick's Last Resort to be treated like shit, and you know it. You know before you get in there that they're going to talk to you any type of way they want. They might even mess up your food order. They don't care. That's, the, that's what you pay for. You want that to happen to you. <laughs> And this idea for a movie theater isn't that far-fetched. You know, you've got enforcers who'd be like, hey, excuse me, excuse me, before you even come in the door, tie your shoes up. Excuse me, excuse me, before you even come in the door, button your jacket. Excuse me, excuse me, that hat is turned around backwards, you better pull that shit to the front. <laughs> that's, that's actually a good idea. John, John doesn't have very many of them. That's why I'm telling y'all to go listen to JP's what? Um, the, the, never mind the racial slurs and the, you know, the bigotry, but he's, he's got some, he's got some comedy gold, man. And I, I don't think he made some of that shit, but you know what I'm saying? He's just doing it for shock value and raised in a small town and don't know any better. So anyway, um, so this idea for this movie theater, I'm actually kind of intrigued and, and, and this whole delusion of grandeur thing, like this could actually work. It probably wouldn't, but you never know. Um, <laughs> so you, you have your enforcers that would be kind of like your ushers, you know, the ushers when when I remember the movie experience, ushers would go inside of the, the movie theater after people left and clean it up. And then they would tear tickets and hand them to people. This is where your movie theater is located at. No, the enforcers for this movie theater ain't going to do that. The enforcers expect you to do right. And when you leave the theater and the theater's a mess, no, you ain't doing that. We got 15 minutes to the next show. You're all getting your ass back in here and cleaning this shit up. <laughs> here's a broom. Here's a mop. Get after it. Oh, your kid spilled a drink? You know what? It's not a huge deal, but you're still going to clean it up. We ain't doing that shit. And you're not disrespecting our movie theater by leaving a mess behind. Get after it. Here's your, <laughs> here's your broom. Here's your mop. Here's your trash bag for all your trash. And you know what? We'll, we'll go. We'll go one step in your direction. We'll provide you the trash bag for your trash. Just a little bitty Walmart bag or HEB bag. Throw all your cups. Drink every fucking ounce of fluid in that bitch. There better not be no soda. <laughs> drink all your soda. Put it in the trash bag. Eat all your popcorn. You can leave a little bit behind if it's like kernels that weren't pods or maybe a few. You know, maybe you got a large and you only meant to get a medium. All right, throw the bucket in there. Throw it in there. Throw the fucking little kids pack with the little fucking uh, gummies for your kids in the trash bag. That's just not in the trash bag. You're coming back and you're picking every single one of those fucking gummies up. We know how kids are. They spill. They make a mess. They don't give a damn. They don't know any better. But we don't care. You're still going to fucking clean it up. <laughs> and you know why I'm going to make you clean it up? Because you ain't leaving this fucking building until you do. 
I'll guarantee that. <laughs> we'll lock every goddamn door in this place until you get back in there and clean that shit up. Try, try, and you, you know, you know, some parent that's an ass is going to be like, they can't make us do that. No, 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 sir. No, 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 no. Did you read the disclaimer before you purchased your ticket? We said to read it in its entirety. If you did not read it in its entirety, you tried your luck and failed. So come up in here and get to work, son. Come up in here and get to work. <laughs> this is like, this just tickles my fancy, man. I'm really into this. Like, this is something I'd be more than willing to, to gamble on. <laughs> just because it'd be, it'd be a hell of a ride. You know? You hire these punk-ass kids. You give them some confidence. You give them some assertiveness that they can go to this adult and be like, Sir, you can't leave. You can't, I'm, you can't leave. You can't leave. You left a mess in there. You've got to clean that up. And then, you know, that we'll teach the children not to cuss and use foul language like, like we do, right? Because we, we don't give a fuck. We're adults. But when you got like 18, 17, 16-year-old kids, we're not going to be like, hey, you bet, little bitch, get back in there. We're not going to tell them to do that. We'll give them some, some discipline and manners. Excuse me, sir. We can't allow you to leave the theater as there is a mess that was left behind in your section. Will you please, with this broom and mop and trash bag, clean that up? You, you get what I'm saying? And if they try to give lip or attitude, that's when the enforcer, like Gabriel, comes up in there and he just stares at him. He just stares at him. He doesn't have to say a fucking word. Holds his hand up to his face like he's about to slap. And that's it. And he just, just stares the shit down at him. Or Shane comes in. He comes in wearing his fucking uh, blood sport costume. And he just, you know, has his shades on. He doesn't smile or doesn't anything. He just makes a face at him. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> get, get your ass in there. <laughs> and it'll work. The motherfucker will back down until you get some bodybuilding meathead. It's like, hell no, get out of my fucking way. All right, we're locking the doors. You ain't leaving. We don't care if we got to delay the rest of the fucking afternoon. Everybody will know it's because your punk ass didn't want to get in there and clean. So let's, let's see who has more patience. We're not, we're not going to stress about it. We still got other movie theaters that we can allow people into. But you want to hold up the rest of the day because your bitch ass wants to make a point. We, we're not bowing. We, we, we got patience. We got discipline for days, sir. You will get your ass in there and clean that mess up. You can see how I'm kind of harping on that because it's a big deal. <laughs> it's such a big deal that at the end of Deadpool 1, Ryan Reynolds went on the screen and made a comment about it. Clean up your mess. Nobody likes a douchebag. Exactly, Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. So this idea for a movie theater isn't that far-fetched. I'm actually coming up with ideas for it already. So <laughs> you got John as the head dog, whoever his associate is or assistant, because every you got you got your GM who runs the entire movie theater and he's accountable for the uh, administrative side of he doesn't really involve himself in the day to day operations, but he you know uh, enforces policy and all that. And then whoever his assistant is who is directly involved in the operations and keeps things running the way the the general manager wants, and then all the underling managers. We had, I don't know, like 10, uh, whether they're part-time or full-time. Um, one of them was just a maintenance man. All he did was change light bulbs and fix chairs. Um, but So we are not going to have underling managers. We are going to have enforcers. Enforcers will make sure that the money is correct. Enforcers will make sure that the stock is stocked. We'll take care of all of that. That's part of the job. We don't give a fuck. That's part of the job. We got to provide the customers with the food and candy and potentially alcohol. Uh, you know what? This is a classy establishment. We serve wine only. You want to get your wine on? Cool. You ain't about to fucking have six beers and get drunk in my goddamn movie theater. <laughs> you ain't going to be slinging your popcorn all over the place. Uh-uh. We are going to give you every reason to behave. 
And that's by denying you beer and other sorts of shit. Back to what we were talking about. So you got your enforcers. They stock everything up. They make sure that people come in dressed appropriately. No kids costumes. No kids wailing, screaming, crying, and carrying on. As soon as you walk in that door and that baby is pitching a fit, you go right back out. Pardon me, if you can't make your movie because your baby's acting up, we'll comp you a ticket. Go to your car, come back another day, come on back when you're ready. But you ain't coming in here today. You're not going to have that movie theater with a baby bitching, crying, and carrying on. Uh Uh-uh. This is a respectable establishment. It's a quiet establishment. You will come in, you will enjoy your movie, and you will go home. And so will everybody else that is sitting in that movie theater with you. (laughs) Nope. Ain't no kids going to be standing up in their seat, blocking view for everybody else, asking fucking ten questions. Nope, that ain't happening. As soon, as soon as a kid opens their mouth, they're stepping outside. Okay, we'll wait for them to calm down. All right, go back on in now that you've got it out of your system. Go sit and watch the movie. Sit with mom and dad and don't make a fucking sound. You want to fucking act up during the movie because you can't sit still? Come on back. We'll put you to work. We'll put you to work. I don't care if you're 5 or 15. Come on back. (laughs) Okay, buddy. Here's this trash bag. Go put it in that dumpster over there. Run, run. Go quick, quick, quick. And so if you, if you can't get a babysitter for your badass kids and you know your kids are bad, then you don't need to come to our theater. You can go somewhere else. You can go to Cinemark. You can go to fucking AMC. You can go to uh, Regal or whatever it's called now. We don't give a damn. Go, go, go. Get out of here. And if you, if you do come and they decide to act up, come on in. We'll copy your ticket. You can come back another day. Come on, come. Try your luck. Try your luck. <laughs> That's what we will call it. John, you got a million dollar idea, man. <laughs> I think this could actually work with the right marketing. <laughs> it would be great. You could just uh, snap a snap a commercial, like I said, with John introducing the team, giving our mission statement, talking about our disclaimer and our rules. And and as he's talking, you just see like little little scenes of Gabriel slapping somebody, of John pushing some homeless dude out the door, of Shane mean mugging somebody that's causing a scene and making noise, uh, me grabbing somebody by the collar and, and shoving them out the door and handing them a free comp ticket, come back again when you can act right. <laughs> Hell, you can get, even get Eddie Serna. And Eddie Serna doesn't have to do anything physical. He can just make fun of them until they fucking leave and cry. <laughs> It'd be a great part-time gig for him. He would love to do that. He, he could flex his, his bullying muscles and just bully the shit out of the people until they come back again when they're acting right. That's what it's all about. You can come in. You can try your luck. But if you ain't, if you ain't acting right, you're getting escorted out, getting your comp ticket, and you can try again. Try your luck. I love it. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> I, think this, I think this should be something that happens in my lifetime. <laughs> Regardless. Uh, fantasies aside, I am uh, applying for other positions within the VA. That's my life update. Um, I lost my temper and yelled at some coworkers because they were leaving like 20 minutes early. Uh, and that didn't. Um, the, the the fallout from that lasted like a week and a half because yesterday they left almost 20 minutes early again. So, <laughs> like, it worked for a little while. But it wasn't worth it because now the people that got mad about me getting mad about them leaving early aren't even looking at me or talking to me. So now I got to operate like I'm a, some sort of fucking reject. Um, there's a couple of coworkers that are cool with me because they, they actually like that I stood up and said something about it. But the rest of them are all butthurt about me getting mad and causing a scene about them walking out the door. We, I mean, it was, it was a travesty. I mean, we had a guy in respiratory distress. We had another guy walking in with mental health problems, 
and the night shift was was coming in they had been there for like 15 minutes and our people are, are fucking dipping out and it's like come on we got plenty of work left to do y'all don't not need to be leaving early anyway um so i talked to my boss about that and he was like you need to write it up and put it in an email that's the only way i can act on it and you know, once once they heard that I was going to do that, they all started treating me differently. And I was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. I'm just going to I'm going to look for another department to work in. We got a mass exodus of employees happening in January. I, I don't know how I'm going to manage without some of these people because I, I need the help. So it is what it is. They, they're not going to change. These, some of these people are old and bitter, um, you know, trying to talk to one of the nurses. She's like 62, 63. Um, I, I tried using some common sense. Uh, don't turn the volume down on that radio because then people won't hear it. Well, I'm sitting right next to the radio. I'll hear it. But you're not going to be here for, for very long. Well, I'll turn it back up when I leave. But you won't always remember to do that. I was like, Grace, oh, my God. <laughs> you're telling me right now I'll remember. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She just she really was not not willing to listen to me. And it's. It's something that I'll come across with more than just one person. It's like, well, let's talk this out. Let's, let's try to, to, to untangle this. And nobody wants to do it. It's like it's always like this all the time. Damn it. <laughs> Use your brain. Shit. We don't, we don't have to just accept it. We can, we can make changes. We can figure out how to make changes. But I don't know. It's like running your head into the wall over and over and over. Uh, more positive news, I have started my own home gym. I got my uh, squat rack assembled. Putting this together by myself took me a couple hours because like, once you're trying to put the top brace on, it gets kind of tricky. You got to like balance it with one hand and use the other hand to screw it in and you know, give, give respect to mechanics and assemblers because this shit ain't easy to do by yourself. But this is sturdy. Um, I don't have any actual barbells, so I can't be doing squats with this just yet. But I do have some dumbbells. So I can do some, you know, body, body weight movements and uh, how do they say it? Free weight movements? Yeah, free weights. So, and I also got my bench, my, uh, my bench so that I can, you know, do my chest and shoulder exercises and potentially do my, uh, how do they call it? The step ups? That's where I fucked my shin up in, in, in athletics. I, I tried to climb up on a bench and I was so tired that my leg didn't get up all the way and I smashed it against the bench and it fucking hit a vein and anyway, that... I still got the scar from that. And that was when I was like 15 or 14, actually. I was young. Anyway, so that's good news. The bitch of it is, is trying to find actual weights at a price I can afford. I can't afford no five, $600 weight set. I can probably afford 300 But nobody's selling them for that. And if they are selling them, they're selling you the fucking little curl bar and some fucking 10 to 15 pound plates. I need 45s. I need a full-size barbell. <laughs> You know, and people, those are not cheap. Even if they are used, people aren't selling them for cheap. But my brother, his lucky ass, gets hooked up with my dad. And my dad's like, hey, um, one of your cousins ain't using his weight, so let's, let's go get it. And he tried to spin it like he had talked to him already and he said he could have them. Uh, and my, one of my cousins called him out on that bullshit. He's like, I don't, I don't know if that's true, but go ahead. You're already here. And Shane got loaded up for 100 bucks. Actually, no, I think he got it for free. <laughs> and it was like a four to five hundred dollar weight set he got for fucking free and then my brother-in-law josh he met a co-worker and he was like hey i'm not using any of these weights and he's like oh well are you selling them he's like yeah make me an offer he said i got a bill here he said yeah i'll take that and josh got loaded up with a bench press barbell and fucking weights i'm like well where's my fucking luck at 
I need to, I need somebody to come through on my end too. Shit. And so don't get me wrong. It's it's uh, it's it's nice to to be able to put your own shit together and drop a, a fucking grand on a home gym. But I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> oh shit. Regardless, uh, it's the holiday season. Let's cheer up. Let's get to work with a positive attitude this year. All you folks working in movie theaters and retail and customer service, man, I, I'm praying for you. I know, I know people suck. I've been there. You know, I've had customers pitch a fucking fit over getting types of popcorn. And I'm like, I, I just, I'm just trying to tell you that the, the popcorn has to be made a certain way because we, we lose money when we make it a different way. You know, I can't. Just take your popcorn, open up a brand new popcorn maker, pour your one scoop of popcorn into the kettle, and make one batch of popcorn just for you. That takes up man hours. That takes up resources. And, and all that popcorn I just made, nobody else is going to fucking want that because there's no oil in it. <laughs> she had some sort of fucking specific demand, and uh, this this was a long time ago, and she had to get the fucking uh, associate general manager involved because the general manager wasn't there. And, uh, you know, I think it was just a tactic to get shit for free. Uh, or maybe she did actually have, like, dietary restrictions. But regardless, we were not equipped to deal with that, and she made it a big fucking deal. It's like, lady, we, we can't do anything about this. This isn't something that we uh, deal with on the regular, you know? <laughs> You're the first customer that's had a problem with this, and I've dealt with... Let's see, we had like 4,000 customers on a busy weekend, about 1,000 to 2,000 during the week. So multiply, let's see, 10,000, 14 to 18, 16,000. Let's say 16,000 a week times uh, 30 weeks, no, 20 weeks. 16,000 a week times 20 weeks. And then this one lady comes in making these demands and pitches a fit and causes a scene. You know, if it was really that big of an issue and that common of an issue, we would adapt to it. But we can't because you're the one person out of thousands of others <laughs> that comes in and says something. Anyway, um, so my heart goes out to those people because customer service, man, sucks. People just have shit attitudes. They treat people like shit. It's just uh, the nature of being American, I guess. You don't find this kind of problem in third world countries. <laughs> oh, oh, a more grimy update. So I was working. We had this homeless bitch coming in. And she, uh, man, she was treating everybody bad. But she was the type of person to talk over you. She was the person to talk over you and not let you say a word. And she, she wanted to bitch. She didn't want to have a conversation. She wanted to bitch, right? So anytime you did something she didn't like, she would just bitch. And she wouldn't let you speak. She'd be like, no, 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 don't say nothing. No, 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 hold on. Let me tell you. Hold on, hold on. And she did that to everybody. So she tries doing it to me. She's walking by me, and I wave, and she don't see me. And I say, see you later, Miss Hedrington. And she's like, um, uh, no, no, don't do that. Don't be hollering my name. I don't like that. That's rude. That's disrespectful. Don't be hollering my name. And she's like going off on me. And I'm just standing there like, okay, all right. And then she comes back to her room later. And I see her again, and I'm like, you know, I just wave. I don't say nothing. And she says, I like that. I like that about you. You kept the same professionalism no matter what I said. And, and that's when I realized, it's like, you're just doing this to fucking do it. You don't really have a problem. You're just doing it. <laughs> and people will do that shit. Um, of course, because she's homeless, she's got to be, like, hard. And she comes from a rough neighborhood, so she has to act that way. But it was... Uh, you know, it was eye-opening. I was like, people will just do this to do it, not because they actually have a problem. 
you know, and, and they're, they're talking to people like this everywhere. This isn't just a Temple, Texas problem. This is a nation or worldwide problem. It's a human problem. Oh, my God. But then as, you know, as I treated her nicely and, and didn't lose my temper and get rude with her, um, I made sure to check in with her before I left for the day. And she was like, do you live nearby? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I need to get up out of here, get away from you. <laughs> we are not having that conversation. Let's move on. <laughs> so, you know, I, I waved and, and left. I was like, uh-uh, we, we ain't doing that with your nasty, not having top teeth, fucking Ethiopian looking ass. So <laughs> I can walked out of there. Uh, so anyway, that's the, that's the news about me. Start school in January. Uh, looking forward to that, but not looking forward to doing that and working. Um, once again, it is the holiday season. God bless you all. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Look after yourselves. Be safe out there. This has been Christopher Rollins with Southeast Third coming at you live. We did it live. And think about that, John. If you're listening, think about that movie theater idea. Let's put something together. <laughs> all right. Take care, y'all. <laughs>